greatest sports dog ever is entering a whole new ball game. A boy looking to fit in. Open up with B-52. Twin B-52. A team looking for a miracle. And a dog with a nose for the game. Dogs don't play football. <laughs> now he's turning these underdogs. His doggy will make us rich. Football's top dog. But you believe that a dog can play football. You better believe that we're gonna win this game. How are we gonna play? When doggy gets close, nab him with net. Nab him with net. <laughs> that there's a golden receiver. Welcome into episode eight of the Bad Movies Worst Opinions Podcast, where we believe that everybody has their favorite bad movie. Go ahead and give us a review, give us a like, give us five stars. It certainly helps us out. With the NFL draft being in Kansas City, it was tough to find a football movie that qualified under a 6.0 on IMDb, but we found one. Air Bud Golden Receiver is our movie today, and we got the biggest football fan we know to step in and review it with us. Bank, man, we appreciate you joining this podcast today. What's going on, fellas? When was the last time that you watched a movie? Because you're not really, normally we have movie watchers on here. You're not really a movie guy. Last night. (laughs) (laughs) I do watch movies. You know, I've gotten more into the TV series and stuff, so I'll watch them. But uh, last time it was in the theater was Top Gun Maverick. That that movie was light years better than this one. Just absolutely better. This movie was rated uh, 4.5 on IMDb out of almost 6,000 views. This movie was not available on streaming, but we did find a YouTube link that allowed us to watch Airbud Golden Receiver. I heard this was the last one that went to the theater. The rest of the sequels all came they, out. Were they all were available. all DVD plus. Oh, I did some research on Airbud Golden some research, Receiver. Man. Oh, there the, goes one of my three fun facts. Thanks, Ben. The release date, <laughs> oh, August 14th, 1998. The box office that week, Airbud debuted at 14th, so nowhere near the top. Number one, Saving Private Ryan, How Stella Got Her Groove Back was number two. The Avengers, no, not that Avengers, was number three. There's Something About Mary, number four, Snake Eyes. That was the top five movies in the country the weekend of August 14th, 1998. The budget, this movie cost $11 million to make, mm. only made $10.2 million at the box office. I just want to know where $11 million went into this movie. I might, 11? I might be able to answer that because one of my other fun facts is six different golden retrievers played the role of Bud. They kept rotating dogs in and out. Well, I assume the animals that were in there, it took a lot to train them because those animals were doing some, like, especially that monkey. Yep. And we'll get to it, but they, they were doing some crazy stuff. Like, that. That's not cheap, man. Getting monkeys can do that. It cost $3 million to make the first movie. Now the budget was eleven million. There was a lot of animals in it. Six different dogs played one character. That's that that costs a little bit. The cast: Kevin Zegers is Josh Fromm. Gregory Harrison is the boyfriend. Doctor Patrick Sullivan. Robert Costanzo is the coach. Tim Conway is the friend. Fred Davis. Also, one of my other fun facts, I'm now out of fun facts, is the mom was a different mom in Air Bud 1. She did not reprise her role, so they brought in a new mom for Air Bud 2. So continuity, if you were watching both these films as a child in theater, not great because they could not bring the mom back. Somehow, with an $11 million budget, they couldn't find money to bring the same mom well, Air Bud 1 back. It's, it's kind of like the vacation movies that were so good, but there were different kids every time. That's true. I mean, I wouldn't call them so kids. good. <laughs> 
The mom in this one, her name is Cynthia Stevenson. She was the mom. Our movie begins in Fernfield. Where do we think Fernfield is? This feels Seattle. This is the, okay. So we're doing. I thought it was Seattle, but they call it Fernfield. Pacific Northwest. It definitely had Pacific Northwest. It had like Massachusetts, like small, quaint town yeah, in Massachusetts vibe. But I think Pacific Northwest. It's like a Hallmark movie with a dog. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Our story starts in Fernfield in a nice game of one-on-dog. We now fast forward to a basketball game, and Air Bud sneaks in the back seat of the car and scores eight points in 30 seconds. Air Bud is one of the true great point guards of its generation. We're talking about John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas, Chris Paul, Air Bud. Bink, who do you think is better at shooting free throws, Shaq or Air Bud? Air Bud. He didn't miss. So every time he shot, he made it, didn't he? I didn't see one miss from that dog. Everyone seemed very casual with the fact that a dog snuck onto the basketball court, and they let him keep playing. They didn't stop the game. They didn't, hey, let's get him off the court. They were like, all right, dog's on the floor. Let's just keep balling. Like, if, can you imagine a Chiefs game? Like, remember the game Kevin Harlan was calling and the squirrels on the field? They didn't keep playing the game. They waited to get the squirrel off the field. That's where Harlan did his famous, he's on the 10-20 call. But somehow Airbud walks onto this basketball court, a professional game, and everyone's like, we good, keep playing. He'll be on the court with us. Airbud was the best athlete on the floor for this NBA game. Mm-hmm. We go to school now, and Josh's friend is telling him that he's going out for football because football is where you get all the girlies. She'll like me even more when she sees me in a football uniform. Football uniform? What are you talking about? Women dig football players, so I'm going out for the team. You're kidding, right? No, I've been working out all summer. We're introduced to the villain, Natalia, who is running a scheme, stealing animals for their circus. So, we go back to Russia now. No! My circus is not complete. We still need to find the main attraction. This was an elaborate scheme here. It was in the papers. It was in the news. They had a real investigation here to figure out where all these animals had come from. People noticed that a skunk was missing. The only animal there that had really any value was the horse and a couple of the pigs. No, the, the monkey. Yeah, the monkey. The was, monkey definitely had value. That was the star of their show at that point. The monkey was smart. Mm-hmm. Monkey and Air Bud's really all they needed. Where would you acquire a monkey? That's probably why the, the ruse had to, that's probably the toughest part of the ruse, getting the monkey. Also this about Natalia. Why was she Russian? They never explained why she's Russian. She's just Russian. Bad Russian person. Here we go. Let's like, we'll just make the bad guy Russian for no rhyme or reason. That's but a standard is. movie trope because <laughs> in your mind, you can always identify the Russians with evil. And then they're her partner there. Then that reminds you of like uh, Home Alone. The bumbling criminals. He had a little bit anything. of Russian Joe Pesci vibe. Yeah, the, the bumbling criminals. When I first saw this, I thought the veterinarian was going to be a villain. Because <laughs> he just was, he's just something about him, the way that he was good, you know, the dog didn't move and all this. He, and, just, and the he first, had that gleam in his eye, and I was like, okay, now here's going to be their villain. It's going to be this vet. But it ended up being the guy just wanted to hook up with his mom. You I got also, way too cynical about the airbug golden receiver. I had a similar thought to Bink, though, because the first thing we see the, see the veterinarian do is be like, we got to give him a shot. Well, hold on, you're giving this magic dog a yeah, shot he, out he of nowhere? Me out. I and thought he was that like, was the villain. He's like, hey, strap him down. He gets under. He's nah, I got it. Boom, right? I, I had a similar vibe. I'm like, oh, this, the shot is up to no good. Dude just wanted his mom, man. I don't know if either one of you watch Pokemon, but I thought the villains had Team Rocket energy. That's what they felt to me. The male goon really had absolutely no value. He was, as you said, the bumbling idiot criminal. Natalia had a little bit of sparks about her, but she just didn't want to do any work. She would put it all on this man who just was not mentally competent enough to pull off any elaborate ruse. Josh learns his mom is going on a date with a complete herb 
who is wearing a suit and brought flowers to take her to the movies. You must be Herb. I'm Josh. It's, uh, Herb. <laughs> oh. Do you have a, uh, cat? Um, no, but, but I have a dog. Come here, buddy. Yeah, Herb was completely tender hookup, man. <laughs> because Herb, <laughs> there's no way, man. There's no way. She probably texted this guy. You never, you always agree to go to have coffee or drink or something. She made the mistake of having Herb in her living room. But Herb, Herb was completely a swipe writer. Herb would have been okay if he had just taken some Claritin. He'd yeah. have been fine if he had Complete. taken some Flonase. And this is before the dating apps were out there. Yeah. I will say this. It did set up the one of the storylines this movie tries to accomplish, which is the son doesn't like potential stepdad suitors, so he runs Herb off. He glares at the weird She was moving fast, dude. man. She was moving fast. She was moving a little quick. I mean, this, this kid's still born his dad. She had a little girl. They, you know, they, this, this wasn't very long that she lost. They never said what happened to him, right? I mean, I assume he was a test pilot or so they didn't show they like that. They one newspaper clipping. Like he nothing. died or something. But she was kind of moving kind of fast here. I don't know if Patrick. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if Josh ran Herb off as much as Pollen did. Pollen is what really ended <laughs> that first date. But Josh tried to run him off. No, he certainly tried he to run him off. like pets. To I mean, your point, though, the mom wastes no time. She wasted no time, man. So, She's ready to go. So date one didn't work out. She is now on a second date. So, you're Richard. That's right, I'm in legal. Oh, my. I must be in the wrong house. I was expecting Jackie Fram, not Cindy Crawford. With another man, his name is Richard. That date didn't work out. She now has date three set up. I mean, she was not playing. We're she like was... five minutes of the movies. And she's like, we're three dudes. <laughs> yeah, she's playing zero games. That's when we learned that the father died in a plane accident. So he goes in the garage. Yeah, the newspaper, the clipping. newspaper clipping. They didn't tell us what happened to his dad because I was trying to figure out. I mean, they kind of hinted at it at the basketball game. He looks over and he sees the father with the son. And mm-hmm. They kind of hinted that something you happened. You knew it wasn't a divorce that. situation. Yeah, you were just trying to figure out what happened. Natalia and her goon spot, Air Bud and Josh. Things are moving fast with the mom and Boatman, which is the doctor. This is date number four. So he's playing catch with his homeboy, and they're talking about date number four, and this is when you go on the speed dial. You've been on four dates already. You know what happens after four dates, don't you? What's that? Speed dial. Speed dial? Yeah. If his number's been programmed in your speed dial, you might as well go shopping for your tuxedo. Do you think that the mom and the doctor are having sex now? By yeah. date four, do you think they're intimate? I think... A lot of times Disney movies or kids' movies sneak in adult jokes that kids, I'd have been like six, seven, eight when this movie came out. I would have missed this joke as a kid. I think speed dial on date four is a euphemism for they've slept together. Because what's the trope like in like the all the like adult sitcoms and things like from Seinfeld and things of this era? You know what date three means. Ho, ho, ho. They say date four. So it's a little different, but they say speed dial. It's clearly a euphemism for the adults to get a chuckle, but you know, an eight-year-old at the movie isn't going to figure it out. I wouldn't be shocked if she slept with him on the first night. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You know, he's a nice doctor, takes care of the dogs. She was moving fast, man. There's no doubt. And this is like the only normal one. Guy, she was dating. <laughs> this was the only normal. I guy. wouldn't be shocked if she slept with him on the first date. Yeah, he had a boat too. She's a boat, and dad was a doctor. Is he boatman or the doctor? Because I actually think he's boatman. 
I don't think she knows him as being a doctor because they they get introduced to the boat. I think she knows him as Boatman when he comes over that first time and Buddy runs up to him and like he embraces Buddy and tells her like, "Oh yeah, I took care of Buddy." That's when it like clicks. Like, oh, on top of that, he's a doctor. Like. Two boxes checked. She Has can't let boat. him go. She can't let him go. She's a single mom with two kids, and now she's pulled a successful doctor with a boat. She had to give it up first night to try to lock him in long term. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. She had to try to lock she was him in long term. Josh has to get out of the house, so he finally agrees to go play football, and he's set to be the backup quarterback behind Cole Powers. Nice job. Nice. I could use a backup quarterback. What's a backup do? Your backup Cole Powers over there. He's the hottest quarterback in the league right now. He might not get much playing time. Oh, that's okay. There's not even going to be a quarterback competition? No. You saw the kid make one throw, and it's a great throw from a 11, 12-year-old kid. We can't see how he performs in the game. You're telling him he's a backup? Every kid can't play? He doesn't get a chance to win that job? Poor coaching decision. Think about this coach. I mean, dude, he's eating a hot dog like every five seconds. I mean, is that like <laughs> he, he is eating a lot? Like, he, he ate the whole time. Like, he ate like she dated. <laughs> like, it was that bad. I mean, dude was always eating. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. He makes him the backup. I actually like, I mean, you're right, not great coaching here, but I actually like the coach's little life lessons and, like, little, you know, quips and things he does throughout the movie, even though his job's in When he wasn't eating. When he wasn't eating, right, he is eating a lot. But I actually like the coach's character. Not great coaching not to have a competition for nine-year-olds, but you know what? I, I like the coach as a character. And the Seahawks hat, man. We uh, well, we have to see Lil Warren Moon later. Yeah. But this is why the I Seahawks think it's, hat. Seattle area. He ran yeah. a Seahawks hat the whole time. Hey, no. I was trying to wonder why he was wearing a Seahawks hat, yet their team was the Timberwolves the entire he's just, time. He's just a fan of them, you know. It's just he's out there coaching because we saw at the end at the Seahawks game that that's why he's wearing a Seahawks He's just a fan. If you're coaching the middle school Thunderbirds and your colors are red, you might wear a Chiefs hat to coach the game. I mean, you're not, you're not going to wear a Thunderbirds gear. Who cares? How about put a T-Wolves hat on? On, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, there was definitely other hats that he could have worn. I just thought there needed to be a quarterback. There had to be a quarterback competition between he and Cole Powers. The kid's capable of throwing 60 yards and he doesn't get a chance to win the job. Terrible coaching decision. We're back at the vet and they're racking up bills. I mean, I want to know what the veterinarian bills were. His Air- mom, <laughs> one, one night with his mom. Airbud has gone to the vet three times, probably three year. after four days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know. The bone in his tail. Yeah, you know, his tail, it just hasn't been itself lately, you know? You know, no wag. No wag? Well, yeah, I mean, there's something wrong with the tail that doesn't wag. The kids sneak into Patrick, Dr. Sullivan's office, to find some pictures of him with another woman. At this point, I thought that Patrick was a widower, but this got paid off later in the movie. I thought Patrick just had other chicks. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, I was like, play it. Play on play, huh? He's sleeping with all these ladies bringing these dogs in. But you're keeping the pictures of it in your wallet, though, if you're out here play a player? You're in a small town. This is Fernfield, Massachusetts. Can you be big player, player, player in Fernfield? Well, to be fair, he's boat guy, and we know later in the movie he's he's going to ditch out of boat town. I think he's small-time vet looking to move up in the world. Yeah, how the hell do you move towns on your boat without anything? I mean, you got to pack everything. You know, how, how the hell do you move on a boat? He didn't have any. He didn't have anything. He just he's a transient man. He comes to your ladies and he leaves. He had no belongings he on the boat. He <laughs> just left. He did. He was ready to move to a completely other state he's on the boat. He stayed that boat he's like, like, right, go, man. on the boat. Here we go. He, he just had a boat in a dream and was ready to go be all he from could Seattle be. to San Diego quickly. 
We learned that the kids' football team is terrible, and the athletic director says that she has been faced with a tough decision. She either has to fire the coach or cut the program due to poor attendance. The school board isn't budging on this one. They're all moaning that you haven't had a winning season in 10 years. Attendance is down, and the football program is expensive. Winning isn't what kids' football is all about. I know. The school board gave me a choice. At the end of the season, I can either drop the football program not even an or I uh, let you go. <sighs> I'm sorry, it's just it's out of my hands. This is the conversation from the very beginning of the program. That's a college football team. They're worried about attendance at Fern Field. In, in a middle school? Youth. Football games? She yeah. said attendance is down like this was Major League. Right. What is she talking about? For middle school. Yeah, what is she talking about? How much money could you possibly be making off the Fernfield Timberwolves? What kind of nonsense yeah, for a minute they thought they were in Texas, I think. It, it's also, the idea is like, similar to college football, like in middle school, inherently the kids turn over. You're going to have some years where, hey, this crop of sixth graders ain't the same. You're not recruiting these kids. Attendance is down. <laughs> That's what she said. She said, I've been, I getting, I've been getting pressure because attendance is down. I'm thinking this doesn't even make any sense. Having a losing record for 10 consecutive years is nuts. They would have let a parent coach at that point. 10 years we haven't won. I mean, we won a whole a, decade. We're the firm field lions. Said they got Joey Chestnut to coach them. I live in a neighborhood near a, like, near a school district. I think you probably live near a school district. You've had kids. What's the record of the local middle school that lives near you? Do you have any idea? So 10 losing seasons from Fernfield Middle. Why does anyone know that stat? Why is anyone aware of that? Why are parents angry about I think there's that? Only, I know North Kansas City switched to uh, middle school football about five, six years. They used to not have it. But now they have it. In other states like Texas, they got it. And the high school coach comes down there and, you know, coaches the middle school program and everything. But uh, having a middle school program, I, I grew up with no middle school football team. We middle school football, but you only play as an eighth grader. But, like, I don't remember any of the, the record of the team at any point in my life. Did you like, have to worry about attendance? Were they, clearly my coach wasn't as bad as hot dog eater because we didn't have attendance issues. I mean, obviously, all those people paying five, six bucks to watch these games, that money starts to add up over time. You know what's interesting is the coach named – the dog, golden receiver. Their coach gave one of the worst pregame speeches I've ever heard. Before their first game, he oh, the storytelling thing? One of the worst speeches that I've ever heard. All right, come on, let's get out there and win this one for the home team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. The starting quarterback is down with a dislocated shoulder, mm. and now Matt Saracen, it is his turn. Josh's turn to come in and command the offense. Terrible pocket awareness. He has a wide open receiver down the field. He doesn't pull the trigger. Jalen Hurts sack fumble six. That kid was not a good quarterback. He had a great arm. They didn't utilize it either. All they wanted to do was cross patterns and stuff like this. They weren't taking advantage of this is a downfield thrower. This is a vertical, you know, nine round type throw. And all they wanted to do is these cross patterns and the the double handoffs and things like that. They did, but yeah, they didn't train him in the pocket. I mean, it was terrible. He he would panic. He got happy feet in the pocket. They only ran four plays. The B-52 was the yeah. big one, man. B-52. Oh, was it double double bubble or whatever? Double trouble. Double trouble. Double trouble in yeah, the, the B-52. They yeah. ran B-52 four straight plays. This quarterback was basically Jay Cutler. Big arm, no pocket awareness, and just I can get every throw. I don't care if a dude's triple covered. That is his entire game plan. We yeah. never saw the coach coach any of the kids. They would just run football drills. We never saw him work with Josh to help refine 
behind some of his quarterbacks. He had a big arm. Accuracy was an issue. Never saw them try to establish the run game. You think he really knew much football? He just said there ate hot dogs and called plays. <laughs> it's all he cared about. When did about. he have time to implement the plays? It just seemed like he was like during practice. He was like walking around, hanging out, watching drills, and then during the game, he's calling plays. When did you implement the offense? When this did you a, do the install? This is an indictment on the Seahawks fans. <laughs> it really is. Because this guy's a big Seahawks fan to be rocking the lid all the time like that. It, this is an indictment on that fan base. Josh gets another chance at quarterback, and this time he completes a pass to Airbud, who scores a touchdown. I know it's a movie. It's a kid's movie. I understand that. Is it? How in the hell is Airbud even allowed to join the team? And he was lining up too perfectly. Like, how do you teach a dog that we're to line up on the, you know, the, the, not be offsides? Just help me understand to how be Air fair, Bud this is, is an eligible player. This is a sequel, and we have to suspend reality because Airbud at this juncture in time would have already been a star on the basketball team. And remember, they keep referencing the fact that the main kid was on the basketball team, so. If the dog can play on the basketball team, might as well line him up on the football field. Again, it's silly, but in a world where he's already a hoop star, what's stopping him from playing football? The routes he would run were crisp. Caught everything thrown to him. I feel bad for the other team. Extremely hard to tackle. If you're a DB, do you tackle the dog and be a monster to society forever? Can you imagine the parents? Like, you tackled a gold retriever. Congrats. You're going to hell, kid. Well, they couldn't catch him until the end. But they, <laughs> he also was a great defensive player, too. He did. Let's not credit Hold that football. He's going to come get it. I don't even know why they ever threw the ball to air, but just turn around and hand it to him. <laughs> like, just, you should be running a power option game with air, bud. Josh confronts his mom's new boyfriend about the pictures he found and boy does he feel stupid he finds out that they are relative those are his sisters i found these in your office who are they well that's laura she lives in seattle and that's gail she's in santa fe and the pretty one with the red hair that's shannon marie she's in boston and this is a picture of the whole sullivan clan see there's mom and dad and me and your three sisters you know josh i think we could be friends First, we gotta learn to trust each other. Broken tail. Patrick has a new job offer, but he's unsure if he's gonna take it. This is one of my favorite parts of any sports movie. Oh, we are winning now. The Timberwolves were a terrible team, but they add Airbud, who is a clear unfair advantage, <laughs> and now they're winning. Meanwhile, Natalia and her goon friend are still plotting to steal Airbud. I love a good we are winning now staple in a sports movie. The little montage, and now we're cooking. Newspaper clippings. Hey, everybody feels good. I love these in a sports movie. That dog was already a star. They already knew who he was when he got out there playing football. And the dog was the team, and they all kind of realized they weren't going to be going anywhere without Air Bud. Attendance finally up, by the way. 100%. (laughs) Attendance got up. They started winning games. But it was all that dog. Not one of them did a damn thing but the dog. I mean, to be fair, attendance is up because of the novelty of a dog. (laughs) If... What's the high school closest to the to where we are? Shawnee Mission, whatever. The right. high school team had a dog at wide receiver. I would go watch that team because I'd be like, 100%. there's a dog playing wide receiver? How did the parents on the other team even allow this to be the <laughs> or case? Or the coaches. Like, like, hey, this dog can't play. They have a dog on their team. Yeah, no no one questioned. I, I, don't, I don't know about the state rules out there. I assume Washington, Fernfield, whatever. But you couldn't do that here in Kansas or Missouri. I mean, you couldn't have a dog out there playing. Your kids couldn't tackle the dog. The dog is the fastest player on the field. I mean, we have rules to stop really big kids from being running backs. We don't have a rule that says that every member on the team has to be a human being. Let me ask you this. Can he play for the Chiefs? 
I mean, they've been looking for those extra receivers. Like if they had, I mean, Airbud was a better route runner than McCole Hardman. <laughs> Probably. He was a much crisper route runner, and he caught everything. He was like Justin Watson with mm. better hands. <laughs> I, I thought he was a. I thought he was a great possession receiver. I mean, he's at least at. What would you say? Four one, four two. I mean, he's, he has an advantage being on four legs. I'd say he's four flat, a, a three moving. nine. Yeah. I tell you one thing, boys. That ain't no golden retriever. That there's a golden receiver. Patrick proposes. Josh sees this and is upset, and he's about to run away. How do you run away in a town with two thousand people? You not find it? There's not that many places even there, to go. Not, let's go back one thing. When he when he shows those pictures, nobody questioned it. How did we know those were his sisters? Like I'm serious, well, it could have been just other ladies, and he said, "Oh, it was my sisters." Like that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a oh, oh, those the lady I was talking about. The ta- oh, it's my sister. Well, I think this is why that's the oldest trick in the book, man. Because you remember and he bought it. He shows them the pictures, but then he takes out one other picture and then shows them a group picture. So he shows a picture with all of those individual women together. Where. I think that that should check out. I don't care how big of a player you he are. Did. You're not getting nine of your women to agree to take this team photo. Yeah, that's photo. Right. We're well, on Team Patrick Sullivan. I also thought it was odd that you know when Patrick's like when Patrick is confronted about the photos. I mean, if you're seriously dating to the point where you're going to propose this woman, how does the woman's kids not know anything about your family? The idea that he could potentially have step ants threw him into a tailspin. What do you mean? I'm about to have like. How is that possible? If you date someone seriously, you kind of learn about the intricacies of their family. The fact that he had sisters through, not Patrick, through the kid into a tailspin. We know the timeline. It's a football season. This is during a football season, (laughs) and he's already asking her to marry him. I mean, they're like seven games in. He's got to get that girl on the boat down to San Diego. That's quick, man. That's quick for boat guy, man. Because this is in the span of a middle school football season. They're already getting married. And she just lost her husband. And it wasn't like he was the first date. It was like date one. By date four, the season started. This is like 11 weeks. Can you imagine 11 weeks being like, hey. It's going to be in the middle of Keep in mind, they probably only play seven or eight games. They probably play a very limited schedule. So we're we're talking less than two-month relationship. This dude's already proposing to her. This this poor family, these poor kids just lost their dad. And he, I mean, getting a ring is not an easy process. He just have a ring ready? uh, That's a fair question. The speed at which this relationship heats up is a fair question. When you know, you know. When you know, you know. <laughs> Josh is running away at the train station. The coach comes down, of course. He is eating an Italian sub. That's but right. he hates the fact that they call it Italian subs because they're not Italian enough. Or there's, there was some weird comment about the Italian sub. And then he wanted to go eat when they're done. Because <laughs> he had to go get a pizza after all that. Had I mean, had to go get a pizza. Pizza. After imparting all of that wisdom, you got to go get you a slice of pie afterwards. The coach comes down and tries to talk some sense into the young boy. It works, and he goes home. Patrick is going to take the job, and Airbud has been kidnapped. But you know what, man? The show must go on. Their star player has been kidnapped. Doesn't matter. We still got a football game to play. The Timberwolves are set to take the field while Airbud is in animal jail. The stands are packed. The attendance problem is no more. Airbud escapes, freezes, homies. All hell is breaking loose at the animal jail. Well, let's, not, let's, not, let's not forget one thing. This kid was going to run away. Before the state title game. <laughs> I mean, what's, seriously, what's he thinking? His dog's gone. I mean, why would he leave right before the state title game? He was heard about his mom is moving on. Man, he got to get used to his mom. <laughs> She's out there, man. He got to get used to it. But he was going to leave his team during the state title game. Poor character. And you know what? He didn't even care about that dog. That dog was like his best friend. The dog was the star of the show. He was leaving the dog. He left him right there at the house where he's running away. Okay, three stay here, dog. Three things about this, the scene before we get... Why did he get, take the dog? That's true. Three things for the scene about animal jail. One, 
I actually enjoyed the coach's like life lesson pep talk at the train station. So, so where are you heading after football season? I'm running away, remember? Yeah, I know. I mean, well, I mean, theoretically, you know, if you weren't running away, what, what would you be doing? I don't know. Probably play basketball or something. Hmm. Oh yeah. I would have thought the way you got into football, basketball was out. I never said it was out. I still love basketball. It's just that I love football, too. How's that possible? And you can... You like this guy, Patrick, Josh? Doesn't mean you got to stop loving your father, you know. Now, he Jedi mind tricks, you know, a middle schooler, so not exactly splitting the atom, but he convinced that kid, oh, you can love two things at once. Oh, he's like, okay, good, nice little story. Two, they looked for the old Air Bud for a handful of minutes at night. He gets home, she's like, oh, thank God I didn't run away. They hug, he's like, where's Buddy? They look for maybe an evening, and they just concede, I mean... This dog has been with them now through two movies, and after they, he gets a cursory 10-minute look before they're like, oh, well, he's gone. This dog was a star. What, what he could play do? basketball, football, whatever. I'm shocked the dog didn't have a cell phone. I, the whole town should have been looking for air. That's the third but. thing. He's going to the state title game. Not only is he this family's dog in this small town, he's the star of the middle school team, and no one in this, they announced it like pregame over the PA, and the fans like, darn. No one was like, wait a second, where is the dog? And there was none like, well, there goes our chances yeah. to win this game. There was none of that. Our star player's not here. They didn't care. Also, why does middle school have a state title game? Can we talk about that for a minute? It is middle school football. This is not Texas. They should not be having a state title game. And your star ran away? <laughs> the Timberwolves are down 24 to nothing at half. Patrick shows up with Buddy, and they're about to run double trouble. The comeback is on. Oh, no, Buddy is hurt. It's time to run Old Faithful. It's time to run 65 Toss Power Trap, a.k.a. B-52, to win the game. All right, guys, let's do B-52, all right? Crossing pattern. Buddy gives encouragement from the sidelines. A Hail Mary throw at 60 yards. Touchdown. The Timberwolves are champions here. The Timberwolves are a terrible defensive team. Why is Buddy not playing both ways? He is. Because we're in the montage of the title game. He's undercuts a dude running for the end zone who just drops the ball, and that's one of the turnovers they create. But they are, they are the 2018 Chiefs defense. If you don't outscore them, you're going to lose. They are an awful defensive team. The dog can't do everything. <laughs> the, the thing I didn't like is when the dog did get hurt, they didn't like, try to get him back in the game. Because that dog clearly could have played that last play. You say it's seriously are about injuries yeah. because the dog could have been out there playing. I also think this is the first time we've seen the dog tackled, and that's my point about, like, if you're the opposing parents or coach, I would demand the dog be taken off the field because if what happens happened and you're a D-back for the Lions or whatever the other team was and you tackle this dog who then gets hurt, I imagine everyone thinks you're a monster. You're a menace to oh, society. Oh, they crushed the dog. They tried the dog pile on yeah. him, but he you, was in the end zone wiggling. You you tackled a golden retriever. What is wrong with you? That's what about the end zone celebrations for the dog. I thought I the end zone celebration was great. He's, all the kids start doing it. I loved it. Yeah. Let me ask you this: What NFL player do you think would do the Airbud celebration? They need to do that. Um, Tyreek liked to play around a lot. I can see him doing something like that. He liked to, he liked to have fun. OBJ's back in the NFL and healthy. Mm, OBJ is a good one. Why don't these players do that? Because it's a great one. Why does somebody do like? There's nobody seen the movie. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one saw him. What the hell is he doing? OBJ would be a perfect one. Josh goes to the docks to stop Patrick from leaving. He gives him a big hug and tells him not to go. 
I thought there was a heart and an innocence in this movie that really made it enjoyable. Sure, it is a Disney sports movie. It's going to be cheesy. It's going to be corny. The theme of this movie is very relatable. This was a relatable story for me when I was a kid. You got a stepdad that's not your real dad. You're trying to get along with this person. I thought the story was really relatable. The end, how it really came together, and you could see that they really started to bond. I think there's a heart and innocence in this movie. Yeah, I mean, that's the core of all kids' movies, though. There's, the conflict is thin. I mean, the, the idea of a new stepdad is, I understand it's different, and, it, you know, kids don't react well immediately to it, but it's not like an actual, like, major problem in society. Like, wow, we have to really fix this. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it is this heartfelt, I love my family, my dog's part of my family, I have this new person I'm welcoming into the family, similar to how we did the dog in the first one. It has all the, you know, markers of a heartfelt Disney movie. I thought the whole thing was predictable. You had the villains. You always had the villains. You knew that at some point the dog was going to be captured. Well, I think we all knew the dog. at some point the dog was going to be captured. And this whole conflict. With, too many things are going on. There wasn't time to develop them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was an hour and a half movie. Like, here's, you know, you're going to welcome in this new dad to your family. The whole storyline is really about a dog that catches a football, man. I mean, that was the that was the real genesis. But I think it got lost in translation sometimes by trying to squeeze all these storylines in. That is this dog catching a football, the golden retriever, the golden receiver. I agree with you, probably like eighty five percent of the way. I think a lot of that can be fixed by one thing. I think they tried to force feed the Natalia kidnapping the dog. Where I understand it's a kids movie, you got to create some humor. But you knew they were gonna get him at some point. I actually don't think this movie needed that. Like, I think the movie's not about Natalia and them trying to kidnap Airbud. Correct. The movie is about the boy's relationship with his dog and accepting the fact that time moves forward. Your mom's going to date new people. Your mom's going to see new people. And this is going to be your stepdad. And he loves you. And now he's going to be part of your life, too. I thought that was the core of the movie. I actually think the movie did a good job focusing in on that. And I think the movie really starts to suffer when it gets away from that and it tries to force this Natalia, we're in animal jail, capers. They needed something. They needed some reason for the dog to be gone for the title game. Like, they needed some reason. Unless they were going to have him run away, too, or his feelings are hurt or something. I actually don't think they need that. I think the injury just does that. Yeah, I agree. You start the game. You know, it's going fine. The dog gets hurt, and now the team has to figure movie. out how to hurt win. The dog. With the, he got hurt anyway. I know, hurt. but you don't. Yeah, I mean, you got to be careful with that, man. Because I mean, there's a lot of people probably go, "Oh my!" When when he got hurt, there's probably a lot of kids sad when yeah, the no, dog gets hurt. I agree with Carrington, though. I I don't think Natalia or the Russian zoo they were trying to create or anything added anything to the movie other than they had some point lost the dog. Maybe you could have done some with the fact that. Patrick the vet clearly had a relationship with the dog, and maybe the kid feels scorned because, like, that's my dog. There were things you could do to really hype up the family dynamic and make that the core of the storyline. But for some reason, we added Russian goof troop dog catchers, which I don't think served any purpose. Yeah, I actually liked it because with the, having the other animals in there gave a reason I, they had that's because true. having the monkey and stuff like that i thought that was like and the fish guts thing the, was kind of funny guts, the kids probably love that like kids watching that they love the fish guts and this monkey you know driving a car or whatever i i think all those things made it fun i think that's what you know when you think of the animals getting together and like getting each other out of the the pens and whatever i think that's what kind of made it for the kids or whatever cuz you know they were just laughing at that part you know they're just laughing i agree and that's why i think I think as an adult, you don't need the Natalia character. That's probably But fair. as a kid, you probably do need that comedic humor because the movie's not going to be overly serious, and I thought the movie did do a decent balance of those two things. 
That's why I would give Natalia my doing too much. We skip to the awards here. I would give Natalia doing too much. I don't think you needed that storyline. But to your point, Bink, I understand that this is a kids' movie, and you need the you need the monkey hijacking the car. You yeah. need the fish guts. You need yeah. them getting picked up by the crane. You need those laughs for the kiddos. My doing too much award. The person, their thing that was just didn't need to be in the movie was doing too much. We got a weird friend love story trying to get the girls thing. Did anyone on earth care about that? Because remember his buddy's like, I'm going to play football to get the girls. And at the end, he scores the game-winning touchdown, and he's the one girl who we had never seen before is like, maybe, and he was like, I got a maybe. Who cares about that storyline at all? Why is it in there? It's like 90 seconds of story. Cut that out. It seemed foolish to me. That's why doing too much. Did you ever notice this guy that was dating his mom tried to help him – one that wanted to push him to help him football because he kept talking about like, you know, different football techniques. Like he really wanted him to be a good football player. He tried to impart some wisdom on him, right? I mean, he's probably better at football than the coach was, but he never really expanded. I remember because he'd get on him a little bit here and there. I'll tell you this much: he's going to be a very possessive stepdad. He's going to be all up in his business playing sports. You can tell a little bit hint of that that he gave us there a few times where he didn't want to overstep his boundaries because he's trying to date the mom, but. He's going to be one of those dads that's all in it. Did you get that feeling? Definitely pushed him to football, even though he said I'm a basketball player. He definitely was like, well, I played football at your age. Yeah. There was a little bit of yeah. I want you to mirror my life energy. I could yeah. I could see that. But he was telling him what to do a little bit in football. Didn't go all in on it. But he's going to be, he's going to be when, when they put that ring on, he's going to be a little bit more possessive with the way he plays football. When a hero comes along, Bink, this is where we give a person, place, thing, or scene that you thought tried to save this movie from being poorly rated, I'm going to go the charm of the movie. I thought this movie had a nice charm to it. I like the small-town feel, close-knit community. I thought the core of the story was really good and really relatable, and there are thousands of kids that are going through the same emotion that Josh did. I thought the movie really did a good job honing in on that. This had a really good story. The core of the story was really good. I thought it had a good heart, a good feel. That gets my uh, when a hero comes along. I think so, too. I mean, just like when the coach was talking, gave his belief speech, you know, there at the uh, state title game. And, you know, talking to him, like Rob said, you know, he's proved you love two things. It's okay to love two things. I mean, there was a... Like, the coach really gave out the hidden meaning in the show. Like, believe it or not, like, the hot dog eating coach actually taught a lot of life lessons in this. I wish we could have had a little more story development with the dog. I think, you know, maybe the dog getting the girl <laughs> at the end. Like, the dog girl or something. I thought the coach was the hero. I agree with Bank here because he's telling, he's, he's not, who cares about winning and losing football games in middle school other than apparently the athletic director who cares about attendance way too much. But, and then the, we get that part at the end where, the kid is like, by the way, I heard they're trying to fire you if you don't win the title. And he's like, ah, I'm just in this for the kids. He's using his platform to impart wisdom and life lessons onto kids and prevents a guy from running away from school, uh, from home. The coach is like the core of that sweet Disney element. He's my hero of the movie. This movie got a 4.5 on IMDb. Bink, do you think this is too low, too little, or just right as a ranking for Airbud Golden Receiver? Just right. I don't think, I mean, it had great storylines like we're talking about, but it didn't go really in deep, deep into them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're there, but I don't know if that's what kids were talking about when they left. I mean, I, yeah, it means a lot. Hey, you can love two things, but I think when people left, they're talking about this dog catching the football. I think it's too little. The first Air Bud, which is objectively better, you know, still a foolish little thing, kind of a different tone, but it's the original. It was a 5.3, probably 
very similar to the critiques we have on that one. We have this one because it's more of a kids movie, but it's kind of the same core structure, maybe a little bit more in depth. Four point three, you said, is too low. Four point five. Four point five. Yeah. I would have this at four point eight, four point nine, maybe a five. It's not as good as Airbud One, but it's it's closer to Airbud One than I think critics gave it a score of. Yeah, I really don't remember the Airbud, the first movie. This feels to me like a five point two, five point three. I thought this was a fine movie. Like, I think this is a movie that even though this came out in nineteen ninety eight. There's not any CGI. The core story of it holds up. It's still a very relatable movie. It's fun to see the dog doing capers and shooting free throws and catching passes. I thought this was a fun movie that tomorrow if your nine-year-old kid wanted to watch a movie and you turned on Airbud Golden Receiver, I think they would enjoy the movie. 4.5 feels a little harsh to me. I would re-rank this. You said what? The first Airbud was a 5.2. 5. 5. I'd probably actually give that a little bit higher of a rating. I'd give this like a 5.2. I think this is a fine movie that holds up 15, 20 years later. I think I think it's about where it should be. I mean, it is. I, the whole storyline, again, it's a kid's movie. you got to take yourself and put it, you know, as far as watch as a kid, are you entertained or not? And I think, yeah, as a kid, you're very entertained by this movie. As far as storylines, I, I wish they had more time to develop. So I thought they were all kind of kind of rushed in there. And I get it; they have you know certain time constraints. They have to kind of rush everything in there, but I, I do think that got lost in translation a little bit. The whole you know dynamic with the, with the stepfather and stuff like that because they really didn't do anything; just hug at the end or whatever. They didn't have that you know sit down talk like they probably should have had. I think. I think that's the staple of a Disney movie. They did a lot of things really quick and fast. I think they almost did too many things. They didn't like hit. They could have had two of those storylines go really well, but they did like five storylines. But I still think. You know, you walk away as a kid entertained, so it probably needs to score better than it did. You walk away as an adult being like, well, it wasn't the worst thing I saw in theaters, so it needs to score better than it did. That's why I have it a little bit too low. Hey, like, and let's not forget that Warren Moon and Joey Galloway were at the end of this movie. That, and they're playing at a high school stadium. And Warren Moon too. was very surprised about that dog. <laughs> How does this dog just keep getting into all these sports? Warren Moon was all about it. We get, I mean, Warren Moon comes on the station once in a while. Some, somebody needs to ask Warren Moon I about this dog. I have my notes. Like, what, next time we talk to Warren, <laughs> let's ask Warren about being an Airbud Golden Retriever. Joey didn't know what to think about that. I mean, all of a sudden, he's not the biggest star out there anymore. Bank, this was another episode of the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast where we believe that everybody has a favorite bad movie. You know what, Bank? Before the start of the NFL season, let's watch Carter High. You watch Airbud Golden Receiver. Carter High is, we were kind of debating on which one we wanted to do for the NFL draft. Let's do Carter High prior to the start of the NFL season. This was the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast where you believe that everybody has a favorite bad movie. Next week, we do our first rom-com, Wedding Planner, with Nikki Vivas will be our next episode. We're getting close to episode 10, man. Getting very close to episode 10 of the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast. Be sure to give us a review. Give us five stars. Do all those things that podcasters ask you to do. We would really appreciate it. Back again next week with another episode.